0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Luke, Chapter 20. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand more about Jesus. We pray that when we find that Jesus is different than we thought and is in conflict with our lives, that we would repent and turn to him and do things his way. We ask for your help. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke, chapter 20. And it happened that on one of the days while he was teaching the people in the temple courts and proclaiming the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes approached together with the elders and said, saying to him, Tell us by what authority you are doing these things, or who is the one who gave you this authority? And he answered and said to them, I will ask you a question, and you tell me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? And they discussed this with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us to death because they are convinced that John was a prophet. And they replied that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. And he began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and leased it to tenant farmers and went on a journey for a long time. And at the proper time, he sent a slave to the tenant farmers so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenant farmers sent him away empty-handed after beating him. And he proceeded to send another slave, but they beat and dishonored that one also and sent him away empty-handed. And he proceeded to send a third, but they wounded and threw this one out. So the owner of the vineyard said, What should I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenant farmers saw him, they began to reason with one another, saying, This is the heir. Let us kill him so that the inheritance will be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenant farmers and give the vineyard to others. And when they heard this, they said, May this never happen. But he looked intently at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected. This has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and the one on whom it falls, it will crush him. And the scribes and the chief priests sought to lay their hands on him at that same hour. And they were afraid of the people, for they knew that he had told this parable with reference to them. And they watched him closely and sent spies who pretended they were upright in order that they could catch him in a statement, so that they could hand him over to the authority and the jurisdiction of the governor. And they asked him, saying, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly and do not show partiality, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it permitted for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But seeing through their craftiness, he said to them, Show me a denarius whose image and inscription does it have? And they answered and said, Caesar's. So he said to them, Well then, give to Caesar the things of Caesar, and to God the things of God. And they were not able to catch him in a statement in the sight of the people. And astonished at his answer, they became silent. Now, some of the Sadducees who deny that there is a resurrection came up and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, if someone's brother dies having a wife, and this man is childless, that his brother should take the wife and father descendants for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife and died childless, and the second, and the third took her, and likewise also the seven did not leave children, and died. Finally, the woman also died. Therefore, in the resurrection, the woman, whose wife will she be? for the seven had her as wife. And Jesus said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, for they are not even able to die any longer, because they are like the angels and are sons of God, because they are sons of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses revealed in the passage about the bush, when he calls the Lord, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. And some of the scribes answered and said, Teacher, you have spoken well. For they no longer dared to ask him anything. But he said to them, In what sense do they say that Christ is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. David therefore calls him Lord, and how is he his son? And while all the people were listening, he said to the disciples, Beware of the scribes who like walking around in long robes and who love greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets who devour the houses of widows and pray lengthy prayers for the sake of appearance, these will receive more severe condemnation. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Jesus is in Jerusalem now, and he has just cleared out of the temple people who are selling and changing money. The leaders haven't liked Jesus for a while, but it's coming to a head. So we see some direct confrontation using words. Force isn't far behind, but the leaders don't feel that they have the backing of the majority of the people to arrest Jesus. But if they can discredit Jesus, maybe they can swing public opinion and get rid of him. So the chief priests and the scribes come to Jesus to ask him about authority. They are probably referring to clearing out of the temple, but also the authority of his teaching. Jesus asked them where John the Baptist's authority came from. If they were honest, They would probably say they didn't think John had any authority for his teaching. But that would have discredited them with the people because the majority thought John's teaching was from God. So they just said they didn't know. The purpose of the leaders is to discredit Jesus. So they're willing to say anything that they think might accomplish the purpose, including lying. Jesus is trying to teach people the truth, including those leaders. Jesus will only tell the truth and he isn't trying to score points. They probably felt that Jesus had scored a point here. But if they'd paid attention, they would have had the answer to their question. Jesus was from God. But he will give them more and even show that he is God, if they will listen. Jesus tells a parable about a vineyard that a man leased out. The tenant farmers refuse to pay at harvest time and even harm the servants. Finally, he sends his son, and they kill him thinking that they can finally keep the vineyard for themselves. Jesus says the owner will destroy the tenant farmers and give the vineyard to others. They say, may this never happen, because they understand that they are the tenant farmers in the parable. Jesus quotes from Psalm 118 about the stone the builders rejected. We know that Jesus is the son in the parable and the stone in Psalm 118. They probably don't understand everything, but felt that Jesus had scored another point on them. But if they only listened, Jesus was trying to reach them and show that he was the Son of God. They send some spies, people that Jesus wouldn't recognize, to try to trick Jesus into saying something they could use against him. They ask about paying taxes to Caesar. Jesus asks for a coin and points out that Caesar's face is on the coin and says, Well then, give to Caesar the things of Caesar and to God the things of God. Perhaps Jesus is referring to Genesis 1, that we are made in the image of God, like the coin had the image of Caesar. Then the Sadducees come up with this long story to try to show that the resurrection is silly. Jesus answers their question in two ways. First, he tells them that they don't understand the resurrection, so their contrived problem isn't a problem at all. He says that people aren't married to each other in the resurrection. Secondly, Jesus points out that the way God talks to Moses about the ancestors assumes resurrection. Really, Jesus is pointing out that the whole Bible narrative assumes resurrection, but they were focused on the limits of the here and now, so they didn't understand what it would be like then. And really, we cannot expect to understand it ourselves with our limited understanding. So again, a point for Jesus, but if they would only listen, Jesus was trying to teach them truth. Then Jesus asked them a question about the Christ. They all know that he would be David's son. But then why would David call him Lord, meaning that the Christ is greater than David? In that culture, it was understood that the father was greater than the son. So David should be greater than his descendant. Jesus stumped them. Point for Jesus. But if they understood the answer, that Christ would be God, then they would understand and accept Jesus. Jesus is trying to reach them with truth. Then Jesus says, beware of the scribes who like to look good, but they take widows' houses and their righteousness is just show. And now for a deeper dive. Why did the Jewish leaders know that the parable about the vineyard was about them? In verse 19, Luke tells us, they knew that he had told this parable with reference to them probably they realized that Jesus was drawing on the idea of Isaiah 5. Isaiah 5 verse 7 says, For the vineyard of Yahweh of hosts is the house of Israel. So if the vineyard is the house of Israel, the Jewish nation, then the tenant farmers are the leaders. And they did want the vineyard for themselves. They were enjoying the riches of the nation for themselves and didn't want God showing up and stopping them from keeping it all. They were making money off of the temple. They were getting honor and praise from the people. It was a nice gig. Then Jesus quotes from Psalm 118 about the stone the builders rejected. The picture is that they are building the temple, and this one stone doesn't fit their idea of how things should go. But that one stone is actually the cornerstone that everything should be built from. Jesus says in verse 18, Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and the one on whom it falls, it will crush him. I think Jesus is referring to Isaiah chapter 8, verse 14 here. The Jewish leaders aren't the only ones who have this problem. We find in our lives that Jesus isn't quite what we thought or wanted. And then we have a choice. Are we going to reject him? Or make him the foundation of our life and build everything on top of him? You cannot really fit Jesus into your life any other way. And if Jesus doesn't fit in your life then there is a terrible crushing about to happen. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.